Welcome to Second Chance Church with Pastor Derek Aldridge. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's give God praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Let us go before the throne of grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today to say thank you. We thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you for your loving kindness. God, we thank you for just keeping us and allowing us to wake up today. God, we thank you for what this day represents. We thank you for purpose in the earth. Father God, we thank you, God, for just being who you are. You are holy. You are righteous. You are king of kings. You are lord of lords. Yes, we've come to praise you today. We come to speak well of you because you are our Lord and our Savior. You are our King and we reverence you. So God, we ask you to forgive us of our sin. God, that you would purify our hearts through and through. Father God, that you would allow us to feel and experience your love today in a whole new way. God, we will praise you. We will magnify you. We will glorify you because we realize we were created to do so. So God, we honor you now and we ask that you be in the midst of this service. Father God, that you would go into every home and to every heart. Father God, that you would make us what you want us to be. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Let every glad hand clap and every heart give God praise. Hallelujah. Say amen.
We thank God for Minister JT this morning singing and blessing us and bringing us towards our worship and into our worship experience. God is so good and he is definitely worthy to be praised. I just want you to know that we are praying for you. Um, we thank you for everything you do. I thank you for the, those that work out Fields helping to pass out the food. Some of them are in church this morning. We just want to thank God for you and everything you do. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you from the nation of Islam and from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and all of you that come out and help volunteer in this cold weather, we thank God for you. So we want you to share today. We want you to share today. Um, I don't have any announcements, so I'm going to ask Mr. JT to come back and sing, and we're going to go right into the Word. God bless you with all of you that are coming on this morning. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. I love to praise I love to praise Him. I 
of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God is so good. So let me do this. I feel compelled, and everybody knows I'm a rebel, but I'm going to still wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, but I don't normally let Hallmark decide what days I'm going to tell somebody I love them. Amen. But God is an awesome God. But he did give me a word. God gave me a word that let me know that Valentine's was man-made, but he wants you to know how much he loves all of you this morning. So I want you to go to the Song of Songs, this book, the book of the Song of Songs. For you that don't know where it is, I think it's right after Ecclesiastics. Um, book of Song of Songs. Actually, Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon. We're going to the second chapter. Somebody said they love me too. God bless you, whoever you are. I got cards from up here from my family. you to know this morning. I need you to pray for me. I won't be long. My feet hurt. Amen. Got shoes too tight. So if I call time out and take them off and keep on going, just pray for me. Amen. The second chapter, verse 10. says my lover spoke and said to me arise my darling my beautiful one and come with me see the winter is past the rains are over and gone flowers appear on the earth the season for singing has come the cooing of turtle doves is heard in our land the fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We ask that your word would go forth with power, with clarity, so that somebody might be saved, somebody might be healed, and somebody might be delivered, and somebody might know how much God really loves you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I want to talk about learning how to shift spiritually this day. Learning how to shift spiritually. God cares so much about you and I that he will do whatever he needs to do to rearrange the affairs of our lives in order to bring us to where he wants us to be. And, we, when, and, we, when, and when we are where God wants us to be, it can avoid a lot of drama and stress in our lives. We've heard it said over and over again that the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Everyone that is saved by the blood of Jesus will experience shifts in your life. 
And whenever you experience a shift in your life, it's something that happens internally before it is manifested externally. It's an emotional, it's a, a spiritual experience. And sometimes when this shift happens to you, you can be with family and friends, people you're close to can be around you, but they will not realize that you've gone through a spiritual shift. Whenever you're going through a shift, that means that you're changing. And change is something that a lot of us struggle to embrace because change deals with the idea of new information and new revelation. So when I've changed, when I've shifted, I can look at an old idea, but I look at it from a different perspective. There were things a year ago or 10 years ago that would make you cry. But now that you've shifted, you can look back and laugh at those things now. There were things that you looked at that would, would have made you have a breakdown. But now you position yourself for a, a breakthrough. There were things that you thought were a setback. But now that you made a shift, you realize that God placed you, placed it in your life to be a setup. I believe in this season of your life that God is shifting some things in order that you and I might walk into our destiny. He has invested so much in you and I that he will not allow us to minimize what he has totally proclaimed over our lives. So it's critical, it's real critical in this season that you hear his voice. The Bible says that my, that my sheep hear my voice, but a stranger they will not follow. And there are a lot of voices that are out there today. There are a lot of voices that are saying, come here, but I can't move and I don't want you to move until God, you hear God say move. The only way you're going to get what God has for your life is to be courageous enough to move when God says move and shift when God says shift. Solomon's Song of Songs was written to the Jewish nation that Solomon ruled over. Solomon was the author of over 100,000 1,005 songs. This book was actually written for marriage. This book talks about love and romance. The most explicit statements uh, about sex in the Bible can be found in, in this Song of Songs. And you know that Solomon was an expert on sex because he had 700 official wives and 300 concubines. Somebody ought to say amen. <laughs> and if you get it, you may catch this now, you may catch this later on. He didn't have the help back then that men had today. The Song of Songs is one of those books that a lot of people stray away from because it's filled with complicated allegories. Allegories. Allegories is a story that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning and symbolism. But it's one of the most powerful books of the Bible as it relates to our relationship with God. It's a book that helps us understand through intimacy and love how God loves us and how God has invested in us. And it's very critical that we love you so much 
that I'm all the way in. I gave myself for you. I sent my son for you. God says that I'm all the way in. And God says, because I'm all the way in, God says, I'm looking for somebody today, somebody on Valentine's Day that's interested in being all the way in as well. So then it's important because God is interested in bringing us to this place of love. So the, the way God does it is that he does it through shifts. Whenever God moves in our lives, it involves exiting, 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 exiting from one thing and moving into another. These exits are very strategic. They are never sporadic. God strategically moves you and I. When you exit one place and somebody asks you where you're going and you say, I don't know yet, then that's not of God. You just left out of emotion because God is a God of order. God desires us to reconnect with him. God wants us to reconnect with him. All of the stresses and strains of life, you know, they can pull you away from God. But God says, I love you so much that I really want you back. And I know that, that this is confirmation for somebody that's out there today. Because this has been in your spirit for some time. You've been reevaluating your life and your commitment to God. And you've come to the conclusion, Lord, I really miss the time we spent together. I really miss being in your word. I really want to reconnect with you. Lord, I want to learn more about your word. I, I, Lord, I miss coming to church. I miss singing in the choir. Lord, I miss ushering on the usher's board. I miss seeing family and friends all in church together. Lord, I just want to be in that place where my fire gets lit again. And I want your power to manifest in my life like it used to. I want my authority back where I don't have to be codependent on nobody else to pray for me or somebody else to come by the house and lay hands on me. God I, God, I want my authority and my power where I can walk through my own house and cast out the devil. I can speak the blood over my own situation. I can speak covering over my own children. Lord, I miss you and I want you back. I'm going to be able to walk around my house singing, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I, I want to walk around at my house and declare and decree a thing and it shall be done. Lord, I miss you and I want to reconnect. I want to be on my job and not to be afraid to be in my office and throw up a praise party all by myself. Is there anybody this morning, this afternoon, that's live streaming today that wants to reconnect and repent? Get their lives back to God. I'm like Paul. I'll let neither height nor depths nor principalities or things to come separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You know why? Because I'm wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in his love. I wish somebody would just shout reconnect. That's why the Spirit of the Lord brought you here today. Because there's something inside of you brewing. There's something inside of you that's been churning and that's been turning. That, that, that's why people don't understand you. There's some people that's laying in the bed sleep right now or watching TV, something else on TV because they're not as hungry as you are about the things of God. You got up today excited about worship because you're desperate for the things of God. Because there's a shift happening in your life. 
In verse 10, the, the, the text says, my lover spoke and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. He says, even though I've been trifling, even though I haven't done all the things I'm supposed to do, look at the language that my father calls, how my father talks to me. He calls me darling. He calls me beautiful one. He sees things in me that I don't see in myself. I'm not worried about what you see in me. I'm not worried about what you think about me. All I'm concerned about is what God thinks about me. Am I talking to anybody today? So, 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 so he tells me, he tells me. He tells me to get up and come away with him. And that's somebody's word right there. Because you've been stuck in a situation that you know is unhealthy for you. But God loves you so much that he's calling you out of your dysfunctional relationships that you've been in. He's, he's calling you out of that disobedient place. God says, come on and, and get up. C come away with me. The places you used to be comfortable in, you're not comfortable as much as, as you used to be. Uh, the things that you used to do, used to, used to be doing, you, that you were comfortable doing, you're, you're, you're now becoming un increasingly uncomfortable doing those things. Because now you can hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, get up and come with me. You don't have to sell those drugs. Get up and come with me. You, you don't have to live like you're living anymore. Get up and come away with me. You don't have to keep playing yourself like you were playing yourself. Get up and come away with me. You don't have to be in that abuse, abusive relationship. Get up and come away with me. You don't have to sell your soul for somebody to keep paying your rent. God says today you can get up and come with me. God says I'm your only valentine you need. God is saying that it's time for you to make your exit. It's time for you to wave goodbye to some things and some people. And when you get up and you begin to pack your bags, if somebody asks you where you're going, why you're tripping now, maybe it's that person that's laying in the bed that wouldn't even come to church this morning. When they ask where you're going, why you're tripping, We've been together too long. We've been through so much together. We've been okay. So why are you trying to leave me now? Why, why are you trying to change now? What's, what's going on with you? Why are you trying to leave me? Let me give you an appropriate response this morning. I want you to articulate this correctly. I want you to pronounce it correctly. I want you to use your best English. I want you to take your time. The next time they look at you and ask you why are you changing, you just tell them because shift happens. Why don't you want to kick it no more? Because shift happens. Why don't you want to puff, puff, pass no more? Because shift happens. Why don't you have time to be around trifling people? You don't have time to be, well, you don't, we don't have time to be around trifling people. We don't have to be around time to be around people that are hating all the time. Because shift happens in our lives. So now that we're clear, when you're shifting, people around you don't think you're being distant and acting funny. They, they think that you think you're better than them. In verse 11, let's see, the Bible says, the winter is past. 
The rains are over and gone. This is important because everything you went through had a purpose connected to it. God allowed you to come out so that you would have a testimony. There's a lot of people that are sitting in here today and there's a lot of people that are live streaming right now that have a testimony of what you've been through this last season. I know I see some heads shaking and I know there's some people out there live streaming to just thank God they're still here today after what they've been through in that last year. Because shift, shift happens. So stop whining about what you're going through. And slow down and realize what you're saying because you're really speaking your testimony when you're talking. You're going through, but you're not going to stay in it. When we look at the metaphorical language uh, that's used in the text about the rain, the weather patterns, the snow, the winter blizzards, it's a symbol of how life can be sometimes. And I believe that there are some people listening today that have been through some serious storms and blizzards in their life. People, places where you could not even see how you were going to get out. You, you had to dig yourself out of some stuff. You, you, you're like, Lord, where'd this come from? For somebody right now, things are rough. One storm over here, another storm over there, a blizzard here, a blizzard there. If it isn't the job over here, it's a bill over there. If it's not the bills over here, it's something else over there. It's like great clouds are following you everywhere you go. And I know what you're saying, Pastor, it's been rough. And as soon as I come out of one storm, I go into a blizzard. Pastor, when's it going to end? Well, God's word for to you today is right in the text. It says the rain is over and gone. The winter is past. The fact that you're here today is, for the word is a testimony within yourself. Yeah, the winter and the rain came and you were supposed to die in it. You're never supposed to come out of the mess that you went through. You're never supposed to come out in your right mind. But it's over and it's gone and you're still here. You've outlived what tried to outlive you. See, that's why you can't underestimate those that have survived during this season. And when you see them and they're cleaned up, looking good, but that does not mean they haven't been through anything because they'll tell you, I've been through the storm and the rain but I thank God so far I made it. Is anybody grateful today that they made it? And you know, I made it and I'm coming out with my head up. I, I, I felt like giving up, but I'm gonna give God glory today because I've outlived what was trying to outlive me. That, that's why I come today to declare a benediction over your storm and declare an invocation into your next season of your life. You've cried long enough. You've endured long enough. The storm is over. The winter is past and you're going into a new season now. Don't allow your circumstances to dictate to, to you when your season shifts. And don't allow what, look, what looks to you in your natural eyes to determine whether you have come out of your storm or not. Because when you go to work tomorrow, it's going to look the same. But you're going into a new season because there will be evidence. He says in verse 12, flowers appear on the earth. That doesn't happen in the winter. The seasons of singing has come. That doesn't happen in the rain. The cooing of the doves. That doesn't happen in wintertime. 
Verse 13 says, the fig trees form its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. That does not happen in winter. The Bible says all around you is evidence that something is happening. Don't get stuck in your situation and miss the shift that God brought you. You cannot live in last season. You have to pay attention to what's happening to you right now. Notice what he says. He says everything in nature is responding to the new season. Everything in nature embraces God's shifts. Flowers show up. Birds start feeding, singing figs on the trees, grapes on the vines. But God's greatest, finest creation is still sitting back with their lips stuck out and their arms folded, mad about something that happened in this world. Everything in nature is responding. Birds chirping, vines full of grapes, figs on the trees. Everything is responding like they're supposed to, but God's finest creation is still stuck in winter. And even though it looks like winter out here in Michigan, I believe this is a new season right now. If this teaches you anything, it ought to teach you that you have an obligation to rejoice. When God shifts you into another season, you cannot sit back and live in that old place. If everything in nature has a sense enough to give God praise, it seems to me that God's fearfully and wonderfully made creation ought to open up their mouths and give God praise. And this praise I'm talking about indicates a shifting of seasons in your life. Has nothing to do with how you were raised in church. Has nothing to do with you being introverted, quiet, a reserved person. And I know there are some of you that are stoic by nature. You're introverted. You're not emotional. That doesn't mean you don't love God. That's, that's, just, that's just how you're wired. So you're saying, Pastor, you're telling me that if I don't praise and God and shout that I'm not doing it right? Let me break this down to you one more time. The birds are singing. The flowers show up. The turtle doves are cooing. And you're sitting there quiet. You can't make me believe you're quiet all the time. If you go on your job tomorrow and your boss calls you in the office and say, I just felt like giving you a $50,000 raise, I don't care how stoic and reserved you are, you're going to say something. You're going to walk out the office and let everybody on your know, job know that shift happens. <laughs> let, let you stop by the local store. Let you stop by the local store. I know you're going out this afternoon. Let you go by the local store and buy one of them $10 scratch-offs and win $100,000. Unless you're just super stingy and don't want to give nobody nothing. You, I don't care how introverted and how quiet you are. You're going to let somebody know that you won, you're going to make some kind of noise. So you can't sit there with the spirit of, with that spirit of, it's not happening for me. But I come to declare today that the devil is a liar and God did not bring you here by accident today. God wants you to know he's shifting something today. That's why you need to say, I'm, I'm depressed, but I feel my shift. I'm broke, but I'm not hungry, I feel my shift. I'm not feeling well, but I'm here and I feel my shift coming. Let me tell you two things and I'm done. Whenever God shifts, God never shifts you until there's a shaking. When earthquakes happen, there's always shocks and, and tremors. Cities and continents can 
be shifted thousand miles away from where the actual earthquake happened. And there's some things in your life that you thought were unmovable and that would never change. But God said, I had to shake you in order to shift you into some things that I'm, I'm taking you to. You, you remember Ezekiel in the 37th chapter when Ezekiel was summoned to the valley of dry bones? The dry bones were disappointed, disjointed, and they had fallen apart. And God raised a question, and he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. Then the Lord tells Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. And when, when Ezekiel spoke a word, when he spoke a word, when he spoke a word, the Bible says the wind came into the valley and there was a shaking. And when the valley began to shake the bones, the bones started shifting back into place. It happened after the shaking. Jesus, you remember Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. My Bible says he hung his head and died and gave up the ghost. But the Bible declares that in Jerusalem, the curtain of the temple was torn in two and there was a shaking on earth. And the God did not go through with the plan of salvation and redemption until after the shaking. You remember Paul and Silas? They were in jail together. They, 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 they had been tied up, tied up as prisoners. But they transformed that cell into a sanctuary. And my Bible says Paul and Silas begin to pray and sing praises to God. And the Bible says when they begin to praise God, then there was an earthquake in the prison. And when the earthquake happened, everybody's chains were shaken off. Because before the change, because before God shifts you, you have to go through the shaking. And, and that might explain all the shaking that's been happening in your life. Because God's about to shift you into the greatest season of your life. He loves you that much. He loves you. He cares about you that much. When I was in college in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, I asked my partner, my car wasn't running, I asked my partner to take his car to the store. So I got in the car and I started ignition, but for some reason the car wouldn't go over 20 miles per hour. I kept jumping and hopping. So someone saw me on the side of the road and I told him, it seems like his transmission is gone out. So we went back to the dorm and got the fellow who owned the car. And the owner of the car got in and he said, let me teach you something. And, and, and so he got in and he took his left foot and he pushed something down. And then he took his right hand and he moved something over. And so I asked him what he was doing. He said, you've never drove a stick shift before. And I said, well, no, I haven't. He says, the car's not broken. He says, what I'm doing is I'm pushing down on this clutch with my foot. And he says, when I push the clutch in, it opens the mouth of the transmission. He says, when you take your foot off the clutch of the car, it's going to act like it's straining and that, and that it does not want to go. But when it reaches the point that it acts like it's really straining, it does not want to go, that's when you push the clutch back in and shift again. So the Spirit of the Lord said to me today that when you are in your place of your deepest strain, when you're going through your deepest storm, he says when you're at a place where it looks like you're about to break down, God says what I need you to do is push your clutch in and open up your mouth and give me the greatest praise you got. Because if you give me your breast praise, that's when I'll hear your cry and I'll shift you into the greatest season in your life. Is there anybody that's willing to give God some praise this morning so you can shift in the greatest season that he's ever had in your life? Somebody ought to tell the Lord, thank you for the way you love me. 
Thank you for the way you hold me. Thank you for the way you rock me when I don't have nobody else to rock me at night. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. Shift me till I walk right. Shift me till I talk right. Shift me till I give right. Lord, shift me. There might be somebody out there today that doesn't know this Lord I'm talking about. And I just want you to know he's a mighty good friend to have. And I thank God when I didn't love myself, he loved me so much. He loved me. And I want you to know today he loves you. And he's standing right now. His son's got nail scars in his hand. Blood running down his side. For you and I. And he said, come on. You can give your life to me right now. Whatever you've gone through, whatever you've done, that's okay. He says, I, I want you. I'm all in for you. I need you to be all in for me. Is there one out there today who's watching this stream? He's waiting. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Christ and that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thank you for tuning in to Second Chance Church, The Praise Factory.